chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors were saying way too loud. That's only in the morning. Hello and welcome to the world famous Loose Lug Nuts podcast, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan for the average fan. I'm not Evan Roberts. Uh, I am Luke Hillen joining for the next, what, two, three episodes, um, but joined by the far more reliable Thomas Dick. <laughs> who would have thought Evan, who skipped the very first podcast, would be the, the first person to crap out. Um, if any of you guys are also uh, softball fans and you're watching the uh, College World Series, Evan is the guy who, when it should be a, a hit and he calls it an error, and you're like, who's the dumbass that decided that? <laughs> Evan's that dumbass. So, you know, he's a he's a uh, Z-list celebrity, I guess. Uh, he's bringing the show across state borders, so everybody <laughs> can everybody can learn about his dumbassery, I suppose. <laughs> so. Uh, We'll start with the news. NASCAR Championship Weekend, uh, they've decided we'll stay in Phoenix Raceway for 2022, so that'll be three straight years. It uh, will include championships for Cup, Xfinity, Trucks, and the Arkham Menards West Series. Um, do we like that better than Homestead? Yeah. Uh, no. Personally, maybe. I think Homestead is one of the best, one of the best tracks that just produces the best racing out there. And, and, you know, I think it, the way it's set up where it's essentially winner take all for that last championship race, you, I understand there's not many tracks to choose from. You don't want a gimmicky track. You can't make it Daytona or Talladega or a road course or something like that. So I, I get why it's Phoenix. I like Homestead better. I mean, that gets me down a whole wormhole of Homestead is the Miami track. And I feel like they market it horribly for being the Miami track like they could turn it into this really cool event and they don't do that and so you know maybe they do better with Phoenix but I don't know I mean personally I like I like Miami better but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain about Phoenix I'm not gonna say well it should be at, at, at Homestead Miami like you know we should also be at North Wilkesboro <laughs> 10 times a year so you know it's yeah, fine. I, I I have similar feelings on it to me I just want a track where there isn't someone who's been dominant there in the past because you're trying to decide the year's champion there. And I mean, I just, like you said, I thought in past years, you got that result in Miami. Um, so we'll see. Phoenix is going to have their second try this year. We'll see if they, I mean, Evan's a, a Chase Elliott fan. So I like to call that a gimmick win at the end of the year last yeah. year. Yeah, but it got me hooters so <laughs> no complaints there bogo <laughs> bogo hooters uh other news uh hearing michael mcdowell wants to return to front row sports uh, the story i read referenced he had leverage for an upcoming contract negotiation but doesn't plan on using it because he just really wants to come back to front row <laughs> it does he have raising leverage uh, i mean uh, uh negotiating leverage I just want to know what what are the other teams that are interested? I mean, no no offense to Michael McDowell. He's obviously a reliable driver. He's done great with, with the 34 team. But are, are there other top teams that are, like, you know, chomping at the bit to sign Michael McDowell this offseason? Yeah, I mean, and it felt to me like every year in January, you get one of those uh, college football players where they have an announcement that he's he's coming back he's not entering the draft and you read and you're like no shit 
yeah, yeah. If you were going to go <laughs> seventh round. But uh, I mean, the only team that comes to mind is maybe JTG Doherty because I know both of their guys are up. But I mean, is that an upgrade over what they have? I mean, that's the thing. Wouldn't for for the sake of Michael McDowell and front row, they seem like they've got a pretty good partnership. They run great at Daytona and Talladega. They they always run pretty good at the road courses. You know, he's going to, unless more than 16 guys win, I guess he's going to make the playoffs. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, why, why change when you, when you're, you got a pretty good thing going. Yeah. That felt like a non-news story. And then uh, <laughs> the next thing we have 23 XI racing, looking at a second car in 2022 Rumors have it Kurt Busch is a candidate. Uh, the Athletic reported that uh, Kurt uh, is a candidate uh, with his contract at Chip Ganassi ending uh, at the end of the year. Um, you think that's a good fit? Well, I don't. So, you know, we do this. You, you put together this rundown leading up to the podcast. And I was I'm reading it and I'm thinking I thought that I read that Kurt Busch was retiring after this year. But then I did a a, search, a Twitter search and I couldn't find where I read that anywhere. So I feel like I might just be losing my mind. So Kurt Busch is not retiring after this year. Well, and Kurt Busch actually put out uh, a Wall Street Mimi, uh, like when he said he's not going nowhere. Okay. So, so that was and it that had was his fake face news. pasted on Leo DiCaprio. So that yeah, I think that was a f- hashtag fake news. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I. I get 23 XI, AKA 2311, <laughs> whatever. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it, Ganassi, Ganassi is, should be a stronger program, but also if 2311 is what they say they should be, they're essentially the fifth and sixth or fifth Joe Gibbs car. And so yeah. I guess this would be the sixth Joe Gibbs car. And I mean, if they're, if they're really going to be like that and going to devote resources to it, then sure, that that makes sense. And and maybe Ganassi wants to move on to a younger younger driver too. I mean, I, that that would make sense. So I could see it happening. I don't know. You know, if it seems like this is the time of year where a lot of stuff starts popping up that you hear so and so might go might go to this place or that place or some creative idea and how much of it actually happens. But you know, I I could see it happening. Um, how committed do you think Chip Ganassi is to racing at this point? Yeah, I, I, I get the I'm impression. I'm NASCAR racing, I should say. Yeah, yeah. No, I get the impression that they care a lot more about their open wheel program. Um, I mean, they're strong. They're strong in IndyCar. Uh, their NASCAR program has steadily declined. Uh, and, and you made a good point. Well, I guess you haven't said it yet. I'm talking about phantom points that you haven't made. But when Felix Sabatis was involved with Ganassi, they were they were a much stronger program. And and since he's kind of been out of the deal for the past what three ish years, it seems like they've slowly gone downhill. So I, I don't know it. Maybe it, it it seems like it would be a good move to go from Ganassi to to 23 XI 11 because there's more motivation there maybe from, from that team. I, Cause I, I agree. Ganassi seems more interested in their open wheel stuff. And did someone kill Felix? Yeah. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Has anyone heard from him? And yeah, I mean, years? cause he's still alive. I, I went on Wikipedia. I mean, he says he's still alive well, as a car dealership and he's still part of it. Like for everything I'm ready, still part of the team. He just isn't there. Um, cause they took his name off when they added Earnhardt. And then yeah, yeah. Crapped yeah. Out. Um, and then, is, I, part of me thinks maybe it's overreaction because they did have Kyle Larson and he was finishing in the top 10 in the standings every year. 
and then that unfortunate incident. Maybe they are interested. They just haven't rebounded from that. That's yeah, that's, that was a tough deal, and I get it. And you know uh, that that you, you're right. They probably it probably makes sense for them to go go with a little more youth and grow something up with with that. And obviously, I mean, it uh, it's understandable, but it sucks for them that they kind of I guess had to let Kyle Larson go. And you know, it's a tough situation, and he's obviously made a mistake and but he's just dominating out Hendrick that's got to be a tough tough pill to swallow for them yeah no I mean that's probably kind of the direction they're looking to more investors at track house um Tony Robbins on board I don't know if you're old enough to remember Tony Robbins when he was big back in the day um he's allegedly worth 600 million dollars he made his money from uh self uh seminars and self-help books um he's friends with Pitbull he was at Charlotte um well, yeah, I mean, it, if they can get a bunch of people to just throw money at the team, then they might they might end up being a pretty damn good team. They're, this is their first year. They're, they're really – I think they're really strong for probably what everybody expected them to be. They think they get their engines from, from, uh, from uh, Richard Childress Racing, which they've been pretty good this year, and so that might have something to do with it. But, yeah, I mean – I, I love the concept of like MJ getting involved with that 23 team, the pit bull. And if Tony Robbins gets in with this, like if, if people pour money into it, then you can win and be successful. So it, it makes sense. That'd be, I like it when Fox puts pit bull, I mean, they've had him up in the booth a couple of times, which I think has been cool and good for growing the sport. So sure. I'm well, on board. And, and Pitbull's Cuban, right? And Felix Sabates is yeah. Cuban. maybe <laughs> yeah. Felix takes his money out of Ganassi. Um, and, and I'm all for it. If they're, in it to win like and not in it to make money because yeah. if you start making decisions off hey this is a great investment for me to get richer yeah uh, then it takes away from the sport um i think no um, i agree i mean look at joe gibbs joe gibbs got into it to win and they yeah. went a lot you know timothy peters out at rackley war mid-season <laughs> um he, he really wasn't running well he was 21st in points 102 below the cutoff they uh they push him out and they uh, sign one of the hotter commodities to run three races josh barry will be at texas nashville and pocono yeah i didn't understand any of those where i don't know what rackley war or timothy peters it timothy peters i guess was a truck driver for a team yes. called rackley war <laughs> <laughs> I do know Josh Berry. I know he's been pretty solid uh, in the Xfinity series. So, yeah, I don't know. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just the note I saw of uh, people involved, like who like the trucks. I, maybe that guy out in Saudi Arabia that uh, clicked is is a that's big true. Player. I shouldn't assume that 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 our Saudi Arabian friend is not a huge Timothy Peters or or Josh Berry fan. So I, I apologize to to whoever out there is listening that's a Timothy Peters fan. Fan voting continues for the all-star race. It'll end on June 11th, I believe. Right now, the top five vote-getters are Chase Briscoe, Matt D. Benedetto. I'm going to try to say it the same way every time this episode, just to piss off Evan. Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez, and Bubba Wallace. Who'd you vote for? Uh, Chase Briscoe, duh. There you go. Um, I, I voted from several different outlets, so I voted for like six different guys just to cancel myself out. I like Final it. thing we have on the notes, race in Chicago. Yeah. The, okay, so we're recording this on, on Thursday morning. So last night, uh, 
they did the iRacing Pro Invitational deal, which I'm a bigger, I, I kind of like the concept maybe more than, than you and Evan do, but, but they did this at the Chicago street course or whatever, which I guess is a thing that can be set up in real life. And, and then I saw like stuff on Twitter that, oh, there, there's rumblings that NASCAR might add this to the actual schedule next year in real life with real cars. And I'm like, what, 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 what are we doing? What, what is this? <laughs> I like Formula One. I'm all for it. And I know Formula One does stuff like that all the time, but I'm watching this eye racing and the track is too narrow for two cars to be sitting side by side, standing still. You can't even pass in some places. I don't know. I, that seems silly to me. I, and I, I, I've really been all on board with a lot of the changes NASCAR's made to their schedule and, and, you know, being a little creative with it, with the dirt and all that, but this seems maybe a little, little too far out there for me. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I know it seems like a logistical nightmare and I know Indy's pulled off some stuff at Long Beach and Tampa and this year they're running in Nashville in August. A lot of those courses though aren't on streets. Um, they may like use one or two streets, but then they, they'll go around the parking lot at Nissan Stadium and get some of the miles of the track in there so you're not on the streets. I'm good for them if Chicago like allows the noise because Nashville can't even have noise at a fairground. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so if you yeah. can push that through City Hall, good for you. Um, my thing is you have a racetrack in Chicagoland. You couldn't get people to go to it like is this say hey if we race in the streets of chicago they gotta go <laughs> to yeah. their race yeah. <laughs> you have no choice you're locked in your apartment until the race is over and then uh you know with all the nascar's pretty big among the uh, maga hat people how many jussie smollett <laughs> mm. <laughs> fake stories are we gonna get out of that and how many people will get shot yeah. uh, just from you know the average day in chicago there, there's a lot of a lot of questionable things that, that could go on and the final this. thing like what track loses like what track loses a race because you're talking about going back out they're redoing the track out in uh uh outside of los angeles auto club mm -hmm. speedway they're redoing yeah. that track they want to bring racing to nashville they want to come back to north wilkesboro mm -hmm. like and I'm wondering how many of these tracks, because you got to take races from other tracks, how many tracks can survive with just one race a year instead of two? Yeah, no, that's a good question. And I mean, you know, there, the behind the scenes aspect of all that is the, is the relationship between Speedway Motorsports, who, you know, they own a bunch of those tracks, yeah. and then NASCAR owns a bunch of those tracks. And I guess there's a couple independent tracks out there. And it's always, a, I think there's a lot of politic and involved and all that that kind of stuff and so i don't know i agree it's you know, you know it, change is good too much change too much taking away races from communities that have supported it i don't know how i feel about that so i'm with you all righty now on to this weekend trucks are off until june 12th they'll race at texas motor speedway there's two separate arca races there's the national race will be at mid ohio on Friday, it's going to be on FS1 for the diehards, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 Central. Small field, like 16, 17 cars. Austin Hill, Brandon Jones stepping down a level, plus Ty Gibbs. Corey Heim, who's no relation to uh, 80s heartthrob and star of Lost Boys, Corey Haim, and then Drew Dollar. And then Arca West running out at Sonoma. Um, and Chase Briscoe will be in that race along with the truck driver, 
Zane Smith were the two notable names I saw. So that's it on the trucks Xfinity. Uh, we're going to go to the uh, mid Ohio sports course. Um, 1 PM uh, Eastern noon central on FS one and MRN stages. God stages at fucking road courses. Make That's 25, 25, 25. It's 13 turns. 2.258 mile track. The race is uh, 169 miles. BL Transport, uh, they think uh, BL Transport 170 sounds better than BL Transport 169. We here think uh, BL Transport 169 sounds uh, pretty nice. Well, I mean, if there had been, if there had been what, seven more tenths of a mile on the track or on the race, could have been the BL Transport 169.420. That would have been cool. So I don't know, maybe a couple missed opportunities there from NASCAR and Mid-Ohio and BL Transport. But The mileage on a track like that makes me laugh. I used to run marathons. You can't tell by my size. And like mostly half marathons, 5Ks. And you get done running the race. It's supposed to be 13.1. But the route you took was so awful, like your mileage thing you had to <laughs> say you ran like 14.2. So like calling it the 169, 170, probably running about, if you take the wrong angles, probably running 172 maybe. Uh, anyhow, NASCAR first raced here 2013. There's been no repeat winners. Past winners include AJ Allmendinger, Chris Buescher, Regan Smith, Justin Marks, Sam Hornish Jr., Justin Allgaier, and Austin Sindrick. Three winners in the field, Almondinger, Allgaier, Sindrick. Every freaking note you look up to who's the favorite here comes down to those three guys. Yeah, yeah, that was my my research told me that as well. Uh, and I mean, I think that's on point. I, I don't know that, that any of these, well, I guess there's not many road course ringers in this one. Any of these that do race in these in the Xfinity series have much of a shot just because the, the combination of them being good drivers, their equipment is not going to be very strong. So that makes sense. Um, and there's no cup guys in this race because they're in Sonoma. Um, Andy Lally highlights the handful of uh, road course ringers. Um, starting lineup. I got that right here. Oh, shit. What did I do? <laughs> God, I... So we're going to have Austin Sindrick and Ty Gibbs in row one. The Burtons. Uh, Cousins in row two, Justin Allgaier, Brandon Brown, row three, Brandon Jones, Jeremy Clements, row four, Riley Herbst, Justin Haley, row five, row six, Daniel Hemrick, AJ Allmendinger. Those are all the main players. DNQ, uh, David Starr, 60, 61, Whataburger car. That's disappointing. You hate to see that. He was actually in my hometown uh, on Wednesday uh, I, from Ohio. So he was at Lorraine Park Speedway at a meet and greet. Probably came out there because <laughs> the race is in Ohio. Probably could have stayed home this week oh, and had some Whataburger. Um, sad to see that out. You know, I get it. Like, why couldn't they have two more cars in there? To me, for something like this, if they show up, let them run i guess there's not enough pit stalls maybe but uh yeah back in the day they had gilligan's island at uh, sonoma where they didn't have enough pit stalls so 
like cars had to share the pit stalls and then as cars dropped out other cars can like move to a different pit stall mid-race oh i love that that yeah. was in nascar yeah that was in nascar when they first opened they uh oh i gotta ask my i gotta ask my dad about that he uh he raced for felix sabates yeah so maybe yeah he did know where can he uh find out where he's at maybe yeah we can, I'll, I'll shoot him a text right now maybe if he responds while we're still recording i can throw <laughs> it in at the end so i am gonna go with aj allmendinger um in my mind like i said he has a 33.333 repeating of course chance of winning the race so i just picked him He's finished first and third, although his first came way back in 2013. But yeah, yeah, I, I was, you know, I was between Almondinger and Cindric. I, I got to pick first and I went Cindric. And honestly, it's probably one of those things where I would have probably rather you picked first and then I would have just picked whichever one you didn't pick. But Cindric, you know, he, he's really good, period. He's really good on road courses. So always let the guests go first, as my mom said. So. Well, I mean, if Evan keeps on missing, then I'm not going to be the guest anymore. So. <laughs> we could we could roll him up in carpet and throw him off a bridge. Like yeah. <laughs> um, Cup race, Toyota Save Mart 350. It is 90 laps. Stages will be 20, 20, and 50. Okay, let's get into the stage thingy. Like, how stupid is it? So I don't, I don't. I mean, you can convince me otherwise, but I don't agree. Like, I don't feel the same way you do. And, and the main reason being that it seems like at road courses and some more than others, the cars do get really spread out pretty quickly. And that's going to happen every time there's a restart. So what happens though, to me, like if I'm following a driver that's mired back in 23rd and some Yahoo comes into a corner too hard and spins but it's not enough to throw a caution so then everybody else is stacked up behind them and they're just way behind like I kind of like it if nothing else because they don't throw cautions in as often cars can just pull off the track so you might as well have keep the stages and get everybody back together and give those guys an opportunity to pass but that that may be an unpopular opinion I don't know oh my gosh I guess I'm wrong uh, <laughs> like like my biggest problem is the the teams aren't out to win the stage yeah so no, they, pit, yeah. they pit like three laps before and then some schleps win the stage points and then those cars come back out in front so i yeah. i don't know oh i i i do i mean that's the thing it, it's the problem with stage racing in general road course or not but i do agree with that it it it, it creates issues but but you know maybe at the same time it it's an opportunity for those guys to get a few a few of those stage points that may not ever really mean anything to them anyway but so the race will be at 4 p.m eastern 3 p.m central fs1 and prn um if you have serious it really doesn't matter they'll performance racing network <laughs> it's 12 turns 2.52 mile track that comes it says 217.5 miles although my math tells me 90 times 2.52 is 226.8 i don't know um, and the, the 350 is metric. So the communist one, like the, we don't use the metric system here. We're America. Um, yeah, but know. you know, how, how many, how many average fans are out there doing the math? Like you are, are, are you more than an average fan? Actually, <laughs> Well, I, uh, average math nerd, I guess <laughs> to me, growing up, 
the number was always miles and then i was shocked the very first time i was like they're fucking using metro yeah <laughs> uh they're expecting 1500 fans which isn't a lot like 1500 or 15 uh, 15,000 15,000 15,000 okay. isn't a lot i looked up some of their past attendance i've seen as much as 102,000 i don't know how accurate that is hmm. um they announced a fan cutout program in april to me the hmm. only thing dumber than paying for a cutout <laughs> at a baseball game is like cutting a, a cutout at a race course your cutout can only see like 10 percent of the race yeah, at least at a baseball game, like there's a chance you get hit, your cutout gets hit with a foul ball or or yeah, or even like, a home run or something like that. Like what's going to happen in at Sonoma with your cutout? Yeah, you're better off with your cutout being next to you at home. Um, have you have you been to Sonoma? Yeah, I actually Sonoma is one of the places I've been to more recently. And when I say that, I mean it. It would have been back in gosh uh it was when i was in college so let me see uh are there just a bunch of drunk 2013 housewives? i went in 2013 there are a bunch of drunk housewives out there watching the uh the, the race or how's the, that work out? the crowd is interesting it's definitely different than you know talladega or something like that but it's a little it's a mix of both you know i, I walked around it's kind of cool you, you know they got the hills the grassy berms you can sit on like where you just at general admission and stuff and you know there's a mix of whatever you want to you know your your winos and your housewives and then your classic nascar fans that somehow found themselves up in the bay area so it's funny i pictured back in 1989 when the first race was there I just picture Harry Gant's wife on the phone, like talking to Dick Trickle's wife going, oh my God, Harry's taking me out to, to uh, the Sonoma wine country this weekend. And then Dick Trickle's wife's like, well, so's, so's Dick, he's taking me out too. And then Harry Gant's wife's calling all these people and she realizes they're going there for a race and not for a weekend of, of wine tasting <laughs> and whatnot. And her disappointment. Her yeah. utter disappointment in 89 when she finds out she's going there for a, a race and not not Dick, a uh, a second honeymoon. Dick Trickle may not have been allowed in the in the wine, the vineyards, you know, he, he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's he's lighting one up out there in the vineyards and he burned down an entire entire garden of wine grapes or however that works. So coming into the race, the best average uh, career averages at road courses, Chase Elliott, uh, 9.21, Harvick, 12.98, Logano, 13.5, Blaney, 13.6. Elliott, 14 road races, six wins, seven top fives, nine top tens. The six wins, but none of them at Sonoma. Um, yeah. He has uh, two each at Watkins Glen and Charlotte Roble, one each at Coda and Daytona Road Course. Um, all the, like, Elliott, Truex, Larson all come up as, as favorites when you pull out the numbers. Um, wins here, Martin Truex has three. He's going actually four, three in a row. He and Jeff Gordon are the only drivers to win consecutive races at um, Sonoma. Gordon won 98, 99, 2000. Truex won 18, 19. Um, of course, no race there last year. 
Truex, uh, all in, all out, three wins, three DNFs. So his average finish is lower than most. Yeah, normally I would say, like, kind of can disregard a DNF. Like, it just screws up your averages at a track. But three DNFs also kind of seems to me like maybe there's an issue there for Truex. <laughs> uh, you know, rec- what does Noah Gregson say? Wreckers or checkers? That may be <laughs> Truex's motto at Sonoma. So that it is interesting. I, I don't know. Um, ben Rhodes going to make his cup debut uh, with Spire Sport Motorsports. He'll be the fifth racer in the 77. Um, Jamie McMurray, star deer for them, finished eighth at Daytona. They've had Justin Haley in 12 races. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that team's not been horrible. I, I know Corey LaJoy seems like in the seven car, seems like he, he, he always kind of makes his way up front for a little while and then maybe falls back not necessarily like an anvil or anchor but falls back a little bit so uh, yeah good for good for ben Rhodes. maybe maybe they're they're an interesting group because a lot of people thought when they got their charter that it was so they can turn around and make money when next gen comes because people are going to want to get in um so it'll be interesting to see if they're in it to win it or if they're in it to make some money um in the long run the only other uh name out of the ordinary scott heckard he's a gt guy he made his cup debut in daytona road course in february had a respectable i don't like saying p28 so i'm gonna say 28th place finish yeah i feel like one one note i i had oh maybe i'm jumping the gun i know go ahead oh no the next note we were gonna say was yeah okay two things i have one, I'm kind of bummed, and I get it because the Xfinity Series is at mid-Ohio, and that's far away from California. But I would have loved to see College Racing throw Almondinger out there again for this race, you know, just load up, load him up on a plane and get him to Sonoma because I think that – I mean, I've been impressed with the limited cup, cup runs they've made, and, 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 you know, they probably don't have – the equipment they probably don't have enough wrenches and screwdrivers and stuff to bring to mid ohio and sonoma but that would have been cool i'm kind of bummed that that the dinger is not running in, in this one but that, yeah i uh the no qualifying to me like take some of the advantages out of being a yeah, road course ringer because they're so gonna- dumb why, why the hell aren't they qualifying? What's going on? Is, like, is, Cal, is the state of California saying, no, you can't practice in qual? They didn't even race here last year. Yeah, I... <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah, and like, like one of the favorites, Martin Truex, like if they had qualifying, he'd be in the top three rows. They use these stupid metrics and he's starting in row 10. And like, I mean, I don't... I don't despise it at ovals or other normal tracks, but at a road course, like, come on, you're not going to give the guys a chance to qualify or, or practice or, you know, that's why Briscoe's running the Arca race is because he's never raced at Sonoma before. So they're going to throw the green flag and it's going to be his first lap at Sonoma. Yeah. It, uh, it's amazing. We're, we still, I don't know. I oh, uh, rant, rant I'm, over. It's I'm, it is I'm over it COVID. Is. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, Hey, Thomas. Yeah. Did, did you, I don't know if you've known that I did a little bit of research and I, I found this obscure note, but uh, the Wood Brothers, the 21 car, they're sitting, they're sitting at 99 wins right now. They're oh one away, God. one away oh, from 100. We need to, 
we need to tell FS1 so they can make a graphic for that. Yeah, uh, I, the fans need to know. So, uh, what are your what's your confidence on them getting a 100 this weekend? Well, fun fact, Matt D. Uh, so we're in 2021. So in 2019, last time they were there, Matt D. Finished in fourth place in that 95 car. So, I mean, you know, maybe that's like a 4.2 confidence for me. But, <laughs> you know, maybe. Yeah, he <laughs> 21. Is, uh, I think has struggled there, so I don't know. Yeah, his last four races, he's gotten better each time. He's finished 31st, 23rd, 17th, and as you said, fourth. And that's he started 19th and finished fourth to this weekend he is starting 17th yeah so bump him up two spots he finishes second and maybe he uh he wrecks um i mean people would love for him to wreck logano to win it yeah i i wouldn't be shocked considering how he's trending at the track um but my confidence i'm gonna go 4.4 i'm sticking to my guns he wins in new hampshire unless they take the race from new hampshire so they can have a race in downtown um st louis or something <laughs> you know um on an aircraft carrier in the pacific <laughs> well you know one of the best races i i used to go i'm from cleveland and they used to have the cleveland grand prix there's a, a lakefront airport like one of us it's like a small business airport and they would put a track there on the airport tarmac mm. and it was some great racing um and it was in the city. You had a great, you had the lake as the backdrop, so you had great views. But it didn't fuck up traffic or anything <laughs> like a race through the streets of Chicago would do. I mean, that would make too much sense. And us poor people from Cleveland have to drive four hours to Kentucky to see a race, or yeah. Or, but I digress. Anyhow, who's your pick? I'm letting you go first because you are the the guest until we kill off Evan. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go Kyle Busch, maybe a little slight outside the box pick. Um, I think that I think that team's really kind of got it figured out. They're, they're running really well consistently right now. And 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 Kyle's always done well at Sonoma. Um, he's finished in the top five each of the past couple of races there. Uh, I, I think that I think that last year as, as bad as he ran last year left a left a pretty bad taste in his mouth and i think they're really starting to kind of figure it out and get rolling so i'm gonna go with the 18 i'm uh going even though he's starting way back i'm going martin truex um his anger at underperforming is now pent up to three races so the rage should be real and he's going for three in a row at sonoma so he's raced well here in the past yeah um, i like it long shot chase briscoe my guy um like i said you know it's his first race at sonoma so maybe a longer shot than than most but he he's always performed really well on every road course he's raced on at every level um hopefully you know running that arca race there will will help him get a feel for the track obviously it's 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 a different machine but but i think that i think i think that that can help a lot but God, no practice in qualifying is just so dumb. Like, I would feel a lot better. You know, Chase finished, what, sixth, I think, at, at, at Coda. And it was the first time anyone had raced there. But if they could just practice or qualify, maybe you'd have a shot. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, two, two weeks to stop the spread. Uh, <laughs> my long shot, Eric Jones, 
His three races at Sonoma, he's been the most uh, proficient at moving up in the field. His average start is 27.333 repeating. Um, average finish, 13.333 uh, repeating. So he finishes an average of 14 spots higher than he starts. And he is starting in 18th place. So that automatically puts him in the top five. Um now uh, we come to uh, my favorite part, Evan's favorite part. Don't know if it's your favorite part. We'll find out. Uh, paint schemes. Yeah, do I pick first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. Uh, I didn't do a ton of research, but I did do some research, and I saw that the in the Xfinity series, the one car of Michael Annette is going with a pilot flying J. Summer is a go scheme so it's got some cool like water and summer feels kind of to it and you know this is an audio program and so i can't show it visually but you look at the car and you think damn summer is a go and that gets me excited so i'm going with the one the one pilot flying j summer is a go chevrolet and then just gonna honorable mention shout out the 54 of ty gibbs who won last week and for whatever reason, still does not have sponsorship on his black nothing car. Uh, and initially, like before his interview, after he won, I thought, well, maybe he has some kind of weird deal with Monster to where like they're the exclusive, they can only sponsor his car. And since they're on the 98 of Herbst, like they can't put it on boat. I don't know. But then after the, he won the race, he was like talking about, oh, there's a lot of real estate if any sponsors want to join. He won the race and nobody sponsored him. Like where's where's our guy Lamonis or, or somebody? Out there? Yeah, that is, that is weird. Lift kits for less, man. They came through yeah. for Sheldon Creed. Um, I'm or going, dare I dare I say David Comey, the attorney that rocks. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> um, I'm going uh, Myatt Snyder. He's back in the Louisiana hot sauce number two. Um, oh yeah, great car. Cup race. Uh, 47. Ricky 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 Stenhouse Jr. He's rocking the Sunny D car again. I know we've seen it before, but but you can't. I can't. I can't not not pick the sunny d car it also kind of summer vibes with that one you know some a splash of orange sunny d going across the car just that gets me excited for the summer so going with the, that. Car, the car is pretty sharp my one of my biggest um sadnesses is that there isn't a sunny d like zero or a oh, yeah. sunny d because i would drink that stuff non-stop as it is i don't want to get diabetes so i stay away from the sugary um stuff um anyhow yeah, I, I used to i used to always get a kick out of like you would go over to a friend's house or something and and they would have that one of those big old jugs of sunny d in the in the <laughs> fridge and but they didn't have regular orange juice so then you're sitting there thinking like does this family just substitute sunny d for orange <laughs> juice because that seems like an unhealthy choice across the board <laughs> they might well and then my i i would go to people's houses and they would have orange juice and they would have 18 ounce glass or eight ounce glasses and 32 ounce cups. And I would just pour it into the 32 ounce cup and they would look at me like I'm nuts. And I'd be like, Dude, eight ounces. That's for uh, little kids. I'm going double zero Quinn Hauf, uh, eight ball whiskey. Anytime he's in the eight ball whiskey, he makes it even though I can't get the stuff at specs. And then uh, going honorable mention, Kevin Harvick. He is, he is just, coming coming out guns a blazing in the bush beer over wine 
car. The hashtag. Wow. Hashtag, I didn't see that. Yeah. And they, Bush has a whole marketing thing going on uh, social media. They're just giving the finger to wine country, beer over wine. I love that. I, I think Bush has done a good job with, with marketing across the board with uh, all the different things they've done with him and the races. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and, and now that I've, uh, I don't have call me cat uh, commercials as a thing to get me upset. Trying to find paint schemes on days. There's an eye race is my new pet yeah. peeve because there's now like 52 million I race, they put their I race paint schemes out on Wednesday. Yeah. Or they were putting them out yesterday. So I'm trying to find the actual paint schemes and I keep coming across these fake paint schemes for this fake race. And I came across, we'll put it on social media at some point. The number 15, James Davison, probably the best paint scheme I've ever seen ever for any car ever. And like, I hope at some point they run it in a real race. It's a organization, greatest generation. Just, I've never seen the American flag done better on a race car. So if you can find it, look it up. And it's funny, the second podcast we did, like I thought Evan was going to do, put it on YouTube too. So like I'm holding the paint schemes up to the camera. (laughs) And then we just never went YouTube yet. Maybe in the future uh, when we uh, Hunt Brothers backs us and we uh, get more sponsors. Have you ever had Hunt Brothers? I can't say I've ever had Hunt Brothers. I, I, I don't know if, if I would have been allowed to to be the guest guest on the show if I had said that before. But no, I mean none of us have either. So one day we're gonna get out the Hunt Brothers. Um we're gonna we're gonna love the pizza, they're gonna be our sponsor, and then we can do a YouTube hit as well. But maybe a naive question. Is Hunt Brothers like a store that you go to or is it frozen it, pizza? It's in no, it's in gas stations. Oh, okay. Huh. It's like one of those like yeah. Um, All right. So to me, the quality is going to vary by what gas station you're at when you're. So yeah, there's one, the, the, the Mojo Burger on uh, 2018. Uh, they put a gas station in and it has Hunt Brothers. Uh, oh, okay. Where the Wendy's went out of business. Yeah. Like how a Wendy's goes out of business would be on me. But anyhow, <laughs> so that is it. That is uh, Luke Hillen had his first episode. So we will remember this date in history, June 3rd, June 4th, it'll air 2021. Thank you very much, Luke. And we yeah. will see you on Monday. Yeah. When, when, uh, when all of our downloads and listens and all that plummet after everyone listens to this one i apologize but we will know why so (laughs) well yeah we lost all the the women's that listen to evan yeah true Uh, but i will say i think the loose lug nuts podcast i mean not yeah the loose lug nuts instagram page has has been a a positive asset for the podcast you know i love the content there i i've heard unconfirmed reports that it may even be sliding into girls dms and whatnot trying to get them to download the podcast so yeah, at least at least at least they're doing some work yeah i never search. i never know when i'm supposed to check the message i'll see a message come up like, who the fuck is this it's just yeah so anyhow <laughs> we will catch you guys later uh, better stop talking while we're ahead yeah yeah <laughs> i grew up in texas where football was my game until that racing fever started burning in my brain started running many stops when i was 13 and won a short track championship when i was just 16 
I met a man named Harry Hyde, he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hillen's Drilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. Has given me the brakes. I must admit she smiled a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And now I've got stuff. 